of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Welcome to the Glad to Podcast. I am Lauren Romo, and with me as always is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. What is up? What's going on, Ange? Did you know that I have been cast in The Mandalorian Season (laughs) 2? You too? Because I have too. It's crazy. you too. (laughs) It's madness. Everybody's in Mando Season 2, apparently. I know. It's getting very crowded. Yeah, it's getting super crowded. That's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, after we finish this intro, we'll have some fun with uh, Mando Talk. So if you guys haven't listened to us, uh, welcome. We are a Star Wars podcast that discusses anything and everything within the galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it. We talk about it. Andrea... Yes. All right. Let's have some fun. So there's a couple kind of breaking news-ish stuff. I always like talking about news. Yeah, we finally have stuff to talk about and speculate about, to be honest. Yeah. So a couple things. So the first thing we're going to start is Cassian and some casting news with that, which I'm I'm excited about, (laughs) as you know. I know. I'm super pumped. So this is from Bespin Bulletin. Um, and on Twitter and Instagram, they're actually pretty legit. They have some, uh, they've gotten some stuff right in the past. So I know some people are like, oh, they're just an Instagram, Twitter. Like, nah, these guys are pretty legit. It's pretty legit. So they got a quote unquote Bespin Bulletin exclusive where Jimmy Schmitz, what? my boy, Jimmy Schmitz, <laughs> Bail Organa, and uh, Al- Alistair P. Pietri. I don't, I don't know. Miss, I'm mispronouncing <laughs> his name, and I felt it. But the guy that played General Draven in Rogue One yep. are in talks to join Star Wars Cassian and Door series. Which makes I'm sense. Excited. I mean, it really does. I mean, go, what, what's your overall thoughts kind of when you heard that news? Completely makes sense. If they have a large role, if they have a small role, whatever, they need to be in this timeline. I'm all yep. for it. Yeah, because I mean, obviously where Rogue One is, where this Cassian series is in the timeline, it only makes sense to have these two characters in there because they are two major, major characters within the Rebel Alliance. You know, so it only makes sense for them to be in this series and be, I don't know if they'll be like huge characters. I think they might make cameos every now and then. I don't know if they'll be like in every episode. I doubt that. But I think they'll they'll definitely be in this series. They'll, they'll show up a plenty. I don't know what, I don't know if that's what you were thinking as well. Let me ask you a question. What is the reason you are so pumped? Not pumped, but give me a couple reasons of why you love Bail Organa as a character. Because I know a lot of people when they heard this news, they're like, big deal. Who cares? Like, Bail, mm-hmm. who cares about mm-hmm. Bail Organa? But you are overly excited for this. So give me a couple reasons why. Well, first of all, Bail Organa is a cool freaking character. If you really think about it, he is so important to the overall story that I don't think people really realize that because he is in probably still or was is however you want to say it huge influence on Leia Organa yeah and how she went about her you know her way of life you know he he was that important to to her yeah so I think for me I want more about that character like what did he like the wisdom that he bestowed on Leia and all that stuff you've gotten it some in comics and in, in novels, you know, especially with uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, you kind of get the sense of kind of what, you know, what 
what he was teaching her and things like that. Yeah. But I, I just love his character. I think he's just a cool, cool character. You know, he is one of the founders, might be the founder, but obviously he was very prominent founder of the Rebel Alliance. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, he's a huge part of, you know, why why Leia did her thing and why everything kind of started, you know, why this rebellion, you know, began. I mean, you can even look at Rebels. He was important in that series in the first season because, you know, he was, he pop in and out. Well, and I think he was in two episodes. But again, it just showed how much he was important within the Rebel Alliance, within, you know, guiding these rebel cells. Yeah. You know, that didn't even, as we know in Rebels, they didn't, they weren't all a privy to how many there were and what was the, the larger picture. Yeah. Again, that was strategy. Again, that could have been obviously Bale and Mon Mothma and all of them. So, yeah, I, I'm super excited. I love Bale Organa. Like I said, I think, I don't think he gets enough love and I don't think he gets enough kudos for how he, you know, trained and how he, his influence really, I think, pushed Leia through her early years, especially. Yeah, not just Leia, but you know, the entire Rebel Alliance, like you just said, he was uh, like a co-founder, part creator of, you know, all the little factions that started creeping yeah. up for the Rebels. So I like how you see him as such an influential character because uh, I agree with you. I think he's kind of underrated and people don't really know um, too much about him. So I think it's great that he's going to be in Cassian. Hopefully there's a little bit more like cinematic light shed on him. Mm-hmm. There's a lot mm-hmm. of like literary light on him. Like you said, like the Princess Falderon, even in the Soka novel, you get a mm-hmm. little bit more information on his background. I think another reason why he's not really that big of a deal is because his death kind of got overshadowed. Like he was on Al- Alderaan when he died right. when it exploded. Right. So, and that was kind of never, it wasn't too like, I don't know. What, what would you say? It wasn't really like known and for a minute. I, I, you know, it just wasn't known that he was on there. It wasn't mentioned, was it? I don't think it was. I, the only reason I think we, I, I, if it must have been in a book or something, but right, yeah. movie, movie wise, I don't think. Obviously, we don't know that it was known in bloodline. Right, bloodline. Right, right, right. So, bloodline was the only way that. We kind of got it confirmed. Obviously, yeah. we just assumed because he never shows up. Yeah. Um, Leia doesn't, you know, like there, nothing happens post that event. Right. So obviously he he is there. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying as far as like his death is not not meaningless or anything, but it does kind of get pushed into a larger narrative of, you know, Leia sees her planet destroyed and the Death Star destroys this planet. You know, it kind of gets convoluted and twisted into that narrative where you're just like, oh, yeah, he was on that planet, too. Right. You know, and I don't, I don't think people realize, you know, or they just kind of like, oh, yeah, he was on that planet. Like you said, they, it's just kind of pushed to the side. So I'm excited. And I love Jimmy Schmitz as a as an actor, too. Yeah, I agree. I love him. He is in good. He is so good in, in like anything that he has done. I've been a big fan. You know, more Bail Organa for me, the better. So I'm I'm pumped. <laughs> as you know, I'm pumped. I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's awesome. As, yes, it is. It is very cool. Um, now, the other character, General Draven, um, again, Rogue One uh, introduced. As far as I know, I don't know much more. He might be in comics. I don't remember him popping up in other books as far as ones that I've read. And I will admit I'm, I'm way behind in my books. I'm trying to catch up. But but again, kind of cool. He was the character that told Cassian to, you know, um, assassinate Jin's dad. So, I mean, he's an interesting character. So I think 
that mix is going to be interesting to see if those two butt heads a lot, if he's kind of, you know, the driving force of how Cassian is. Like, yeah. Is that who Cassian really reports to more than anybody else? Yeah. You know, so it's going to be really interesting. I'm, ex- I'm excited for this series overall. Me too. Um, I mean, I think it's a, it's going to be like a spy, Star Wars spy TV series. And I'm, I'm for it. Yeah. You know, and I think just like in Mandalorian, you know, we might get mentions and hints and cameos of vast array of characters, really, because there's you're in that time frame where you can there's a lot of people that can pop up in this show cameos and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the possibilities. I mean, really think about it. You could get Krennic. You yeah. could get Vader. You could, you could get, get the, em- you could get the Emperor. Leia Organa. See, now here's the thing with that. And I, as you know, I'm an admin on a Facebook group and this got I posted this whole uh, thing for Baylor Organa and people were saying like, yeah, we could see a young Leia. I don't I, I don't want I don't need that. I don't want that in this series. Like if they get mentioned and everything, I'm fine with that. Because obviously if Bale Zale or his daughter's going to be not too far behind. So, I mean, it makes sense. But like, I don't I don't need it. Like I'm and I tweeted this out a few days ago. Like I'm cool. Like I know people like this, like this era of Star Wars. Like they love this whole old original trilogy era and they want more of it. And there's plenty of stories to be told still. hundred percent. Yeah. But I honestly like I'm ready to move on from these characters. Like I don't really need to know what Leia was doing moment by moment, uh, minute by minute. You know, like I'm I'm cool with just, you know, like I don't need to know anymore. Like unless unless her presence is very big during this time frame, which we know in Rebels, she did some like missions that helped and everything like that was cool enough for me. Like I don't need anything else in the Cassian series because that kind of explained that explained to me what Leia was doing during this time. Yeah, I don't necessarily I don't, I don't need, need a Leia for Leia's sake, but I think it uh-huh. would be good for like Bail Organa's sake to give his character a little bit more depth and meaning to see like if her character was there to develop his character I think that would be outstanding to show his connection with her and the compassion that he had for her and that that you know how he raised her I feel like it could really put an impact on that character as opposed to giving us more information about Leia I don't I agree with you we don't really need more information about Leia but she affects a lot of different things that could add to the Star Wars story overall I don't think we need to necessarily use her in a story to learn like just like what I said I don't know I'm repeating myself to learn more about Leia but she could give us more information about other things so yeah no I agree I mean it's cool like I mean I don't hate the idea but I just like I don't care I don't it's not like I don't care but like I I don't that's what you said you said you don't don't care (laughs) I just don't need to know everything and anything. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm okay with not, not knowing what Leia was doing during this time. Like, I'm like, like honest. I said, I want to know what all of them were doing at this time. I mean, absolutely. That, a lot I, of people like want that. Yeah, I absolutely. I love reading it in the comics. I want to read more. Every time a little story like cracks open, I'm like, yeah, I want to, I want to know about that too. You know, it's just uh, an era that I, you know, hold deep in my heart and I, I want to know as much as I possibly can about it. It's the one that probably interests me the most is that era. Yeah, I mean, and I get it. I mean, me too. I mean, we like we you and I've talked about it. We've we grew up on the OT watching it in our VHS tapes like we. So it is an interesting era. I guess for me, I'd like I'm ready for new, though, I guess that's just I don't know. That's just me. I'm ready for new. I am ready for new, ready for new characters, new adventures, things like that. So I'm ready I mean, for I all still, of it. Give me I all mean, the Star Wars. Yeah, no, I agree. And again, like not saying that there aren't more stories to tell within this era because there's plenty. There is. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, like, I mean, like we're doing like this casting series. It's within that time frame, but I get excited because it's going to bring in maybe new characters and things like that. So we'll see. I mean, like I said, just think of the possibilities of what we could have. I mean, like, like we said, Krennic, Vader, the Emperor. Um, you could get Ahsoka, depending. You could get maybe some of the ghost um, crew, like Hera or something. Like you could. It's all. It's all up there. It's all. Yeah. It's all on the table. So again, that that's exciting for me. So, uh, but yeah, that that's kind of it for Cassian as far um, as far as casting news. Again, makes sense as we both said. Like no brainers. He should be in it, and yeah. you know those two characters should be in it. So all right, but the the bigger news that we have is the man. Mandalorian season two, which seems like everybody's in season two of the Mandalorian. Everybody's I mean, coming back. <laughs> you and I are both in it. Yes, this is this is true. This is true. Um, so the big, the one that's kind of officially kind of announced, I guess, is uh, Tamora Morrison, the gentleman that played Jango Fat. Yeah, and we are assuming he's going to play Boba Fett in yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah, that's what's not really two. clear. That's what's not Correct. clear. Uh, I know. I think he's in the Hollywood Reporter or the Variety article, it said that like something along the lines of he would be playing other clones or which makes sense considering right, right. he is, you know, the template for, for the clones and maybe any of the clones that might have uh, you know, sur- are still around like Rex. Maybe he's playing Rex. Who knows? I mean, it's possible. It's possible. Like I said, I mean, a lot of possibilities with, with him, with who he could play because like you said, he he is, he's the face of the clones. Yeah. So, I mean, he could be a multitude of many characters. Yeah. That, that we know. So, again, right. which is exciting. This is very cool. If he is Boba Fett, I'm just, I've stated <laughs> this before, uh, and I'll keep stating it. I'm not a huge, huge Boba Fett fan. I don't hate him. I'm just not a big fan. He right. looks cool. He looks he great. He looks great. And I, I'm not denying that, um, you know, but I'm just not a huge, I'm just not a huge fan of his. I, I prefer Din Djarin over, over Boba Fett at the, at the present time. Now this, his, if, if he plays Boba, this could maybe change that depending on what they do with him. So yeah. my only concern about this whole thing is that they shoehorn his character in just for nostalgic purposes. So oh, really? Unless, well, that again, that's my fear. That's my fear. That's my concern. Now, I trust in Favreau and Filoni. Mm-hmm. So I, I am going to be optimistic and know that they will place him in this series in an organic way that doesn't feel shoehorned, that doesn't feel like they're doing it just to appease nostalgic fans and, you know, all that stuff. There's that word again, organics. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite word. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's how I feel about this this particular casting. Like, it, it's cool. I'm interested because now, obviously, there's a, there was a lot of speculation on episode five of Mandalorian season one at the end when you hear that jingle. The jingle uh, jingle. Uh, and we are assuming it's a boba. But well, you also have, to, you also yeah. have to consider I think we have to consider this though too. In the Aftermath series, we know that his armor was found by Vanth Cobb and Vanth Cobb is wearing and took in his has that armor. Right. So we might see Boba Fat and not really realize it's him. Like you're saying, he could act like a clone because as far as we know, as of right now, he doesn't have his armor at, at the present time. 
Right. At the present time, we he does not have his armor. Now, he could have got it back from Vanth Cobb for sure. And maybe that story will be told during this during this series. Who knows? But right now, we don't, we we only know that he he might have his boots still. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, you know, his armor he doesn't have as far as we know. So right. again, that that's an interesting I think thing that we could see is Boba Fett blending in with, you know, a crowd per se and not wearing his armor to stand out. What do you think? So let me ask you this question. The jingle okay. jangle could also be Cad Bane. Huge possibility. Huge possibility. You know, I, again, I know a lot of people say that Boba Fett killed Bane, killed Cad Bane. But again, that was a unaired episode, animatronic episode of a Clone War, of Clone War that right. never aired. So canon wise, Cat Bane is still alive. Right. And I know we'll and we'll we'll speak on um, the guy that they um, recently casted, Timothy um, yeah. I can't. I personally think that he could maybe be Cat Bane. That's what I was thinking too. So what I can't remember is his full. It's Timothy um, Oliphant. Is that right? Like, yeah. Yeah, he's Again, been in um, the shows he's been in is was a dead I think is Deadwood. Yeah, and he's been he's been in some really really westerny movies. Right. Uh, so him wearing a cowboy hat makes perfect sense to me, and him you know slap on some blue paint and some you know stuff like that. He could be Cat Bane. Absolutely. And that'd be cool to me. So again, possibilities are there for season two, um, for sure. So, but I mean, again, back to kind of back to, to Boba Fett a little bit. So it's going to be interesting because he doesn't, like I said, as far as we know, he doesn't have his armor yet. So he could be totally just in a cantina and we see him and we're like, oh, that's the guy that plays him. And maybe that's his scene. Who knows? Do you <laughs> like, think they're really going to hold that? Know. They're going to hold that Vance has Boba Fett's armor? I mean, right now it's canon. That is in the novel of Aftermath. Now, obviously they can always change it, but for right now, that's what it is. I mean, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, there are plenty of things that I've read in canon novels that don't hold up in movies, so... Very true. I mean, stuff can always change, and that's and that's fair. So... We'll see. I mean, I hope they don't because I kind of like the the idea of Boba not having his armor, but still like being a bounty hunter, maybe like that's kind of intriguing. Yeah, that's kind of intriguing to me. So we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I'm interested to see what they do. And like I said, as long as it's organic and doesn't feel shoehorned, I'm in. Like, I'm in. I mean, I, I'm in. Uh, I mean, I man, the I trust Favreau and Filoni to do their thing and to make the story and it makes sense. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, so any any last thoughts on that uh, that casting for you? No, uh, I, I have an open mind for it because, I mean, Tamora Morrison can play multiple characters. You know, he's he's he is the clones. So um, did you ever think that possibly that um, Boba because they haven't confirmed that he's playing Boba Fett. So did you ever Correct. think that maybe Daniel Logan is going to play Boba Fett? You never know. So never that, know. that's who played Boba Fett. As a as in Attack of the Clones as a younger kid. He also did Correct. the voice of Boba Fett throughout the Clone Wars. If Correct. you look at images of him now, he kind of does look like an aged um Tamora Morrison. I mean, you know, he, he's got that look. True. True, true, true. But I think like, age-wise, I think it would have to be Morrison just because he is a little bit obviously older than Daniel Logan. Yeah. I think he he would have to be that. He would have to be the, he would have to be him just because at the time of the age and everything. Yeah. Daniel Logan's just a little bit too young. Fair. But again, you could throw in Daniel Logan as a cameo. Yeah. I mean, might as well. Everybody else is in Mandalore. Maybe as Mandalore like a flashback. Maybe that's what he looked like during you Return do. of the you Jedi or Empire Strikes Back. So. That's true. 
through. You could do flashbacks. And again, that's who knows? Maybe that's what this whole thing with Morrison is going to be as a flashback. We but I think know. that's too much Boba Fett, you know, for, for that series. So no, I agree. I know we're really speculating and this is, you know. But this is what, yeah, this is yeah. part of this is part of it. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I we'll see. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But again, I, I do trust Filoni and Favreau. I'll keep saying it. I trust them because of what they did in season one. I trust them to do everything organically and not make it shoehorned in to just make it a nostalgic thing for for fans that's my opinion so, i like nostalgia i mean i mean i'm not i i don't i'm not dissing on nostalgia but sometimes i don't need it all the time you know what i'm saying like hints here and there like within season one you know you had nostalgic stuff but it wasn't like thrown in your face like boba fett would be thrown in your face i think if if done that way it could feel thrown in your face nostalgic you know what i'm saying i don't like, know in season and <laughs> like in se- <laughs> like in season one we went to tatooine we had the can you know, we were in the cantina. It didn't feel like, it, to me, it didn't feel like, you know, it was like thrown in your face. Like it, it, it fell within the story. Mm-hmm. As long as I do that with Boba Fett, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like I said, I'm not a huge... <laughs> Not a huge Boba Fett fan. Please don't at me, people. But you can if you want. I don't care. But I don't. I'm just not a huge fan. I'm, I mean, I don't. I don't hate the character. Don't get me wrong. There's difference. I think for me, there's a difference between not being my favorite and hating a character. I don't hate any of the Star Wars characters. I love all Star Wars characters. Jar Jar Binks, love them. You know. So Uncar when plot. I see, like Uncar plot. Hey, cool guy. He got his arms <laughs> ripped off by Chewie. What are you gonna do? <laughs> but my point is, is that you know you can. He's you can have characters that just aren't your favorite. It doesn't mean you hate them. They just aren't your favorite. And he's just not my favorite. So he looked cool. I've said that a million times too. Yeah. He looks cool. He, he is the coolest cool. looking next to Vader. <laughs> he was. And yeah, I agree. I mean, that was cool. He is cool looking for sure. For sure. So, um, all right. So the next big kind of casting rumor news that um, Slash Film, uh, Peter over at um, Slash Film uh, gave everybody is Katie Sackoff. Some of us, all of us, most of us should know Katie Sackhoff voiced the awesome character of Bo-Katan in Clone Wars and Rebels. So speculation is that we will see her as Bo-Katan in Mandalorian Season 2. This gets me excited for two reasons. One, I love Katie Sackhoff. She's a cool person. If you hear her interviews on different things, she's awesome. She's just down to earth. Seems like a cool person and I'm excited. Number two, I love Bo-Katan, her character. Her story arc was amazing in Clone Wars. It was awesome in Rebels. You know, more Mandalorian stuff, the better for me. More Bo-Katan, you know, uh, is awesome for me too. Because obviously with that ending of season one in the Darksaber, last time we saw the Darksaber prior to that was Bo-Katan in Rebels. So right. spoiler alert. Sorry if you haven't seen Rebels yet. Sorry. <laughs> but Darksaber <laughs> appeared. <laughs> Don't know why you haven't watched Rebels yet, but that's a personal problem for you. But anyway, Darksaber. We see her wielding it after Sabine Wren gives it to her. So what, where, how did she lose that to uh, Moff Gideon? Gideon. How, what, why? So again, her stuff could be flashback. We don't know. Maybe. Here's Here's where my speculation goes. I feel like what could be going on is obviously the Mandalorian is trying to, I think, in season two, is find baby Yiddle's species. Mm-hmm. And I think he runs into Bo-Katan somehow. And I think Bo-Katan helps him find the sorcerer as there's a rumor of a title of 
of one of the episodes in season two is called Sorcerer. The Sorcerer. Right. So again, my speculation is if the rumors of Rosario Dawson doing Ahsoka in Mando 2, it would make sense because obviously we know Ahsoka and Bo know each other that maybe Bo-Katan leads Mando to the Sorcerer, aka Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's, you know, where that plot line, that storyline goes and how Bo is incorporated. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think uh, her purpose of being in the Mandalorian is going to tell us uh, the story of the Darksaber and also the defeat of the Mandalorians by uh, the Empire. Like how, why are they now underground? All of that. Because, you know, when we just leave Clone Wars series season seven, uh, we're under the impression that she's about to lead the the Mandalore. Is it a planet? Is it a planet of Mandalore? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the planet of Mandalore. (laughs) Yeah. The, um, the capital city of Sindari. Sindari, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you're under the impression that she's going to have to rebuild that society. Not sure how to do it. So, um, to kind of learn what happens in between that time. Well, we know a little bit, like from Rebels. You know, they kind of like got into fights and split off into different groups and all that stuff. And then they were also taken down by the right, Empire right. by that weapon. Uh. But then, you know, she acquires the Darksaber and she's there to rebuild it again. So, you know, at the end of Rebels. So what happens in between that time and the time of Moff Gideon having the Darksaber? I feel like you're right. She is going to be there on the purpose of helping Din Djarin find the child's um, origins and tribe or whatever you want to call it. But I also think she's going to be there to give us some more Mandalorian lore, which I am absolutely here for yeah i that is i'm glad you brought that up because that's one thing i think what could lead to this so obviously kitty sackoff in 2019 i think it was like november october of 2019 she sent out a kind of cryptic tweet about her saying she just did one of the best you know one had one of the best experiences in her life as an actress and you know that will people will find out soon enough so obviously rumors want ran rapid about her showing up in mando season one but she did it. So, you know, I this only makes sense that she's going to show up in season two, especially after, like we said, the the arrival of the Darksaber uh, by Gideon. Yeah. So I'm excited. I mean, this this is a huge I think this is a huge casting for me because I think what this could do possibly is create spinoffs. So we know Bob Iger last year, I believe, said that a lot of things that will pop up within the Mandalorian series are possibly and they're in the development of spinoffs. Mm hmm. So here's my hope. I hope we get a spinoff of Bo-Katan in the, the, the Mandalorian like planet. Yeah. And what happened post Return of the Jedi and the whole thing that Gideon said to Din Djarin, you know, the the Thousand Tears, uh, Night of the Thousand Tears or however he says it. Right. That I would love to see that in live action, kind of like what led up to that moment. Right. And her being the leader of the Mandalorians and how maybe she was trying to get everything back to what her sister wanted. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be, yeah, I, I think that could be, that. that's a possibility, I think, of why I think maybe we're getting so many cameos in season two is I think these will be how you start these spinoffs and how you connect, connect them. Is that mm-hmm. you show up, they show up in, in the Mandalorian season two, apparently is like the, the spot to do it. <laughs> And you shoot off from there. That that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, there's a lot of places we can go. Um, 
There's a lot of different spinoffs, too. I mean, even like yep. the, um, you know, there's going to be the return of Bill Burr, right? So yep. in his yep. character and those bounty hunters or mercenaries, whatever you want to call them, there's spinoff potential there as well. So I think you know, there's going to be a lot of potential um, coming out of this project. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Because I think what what it could turn into, because as we know, there's that rumor of um, one of the directors, I think it's Headley, um, StarWars.com confirmed that her and... Takita Watiti and another female director writer were involved in Star Wars projects. And a lot of the rumors are saying that her in particular is going to be a female centric Star Wars show, possibly. So, again, if you kind of maybe follow that logic, maybe this is where you start that. Because I, mean, I don't know, as much as I love Cara Dune and Gina Carana, amazing. She nailed it out of the park for me in uh, her performance in season one. Right on. Super excited to see what she does in season two. I think she's only going to get better. I really do. She's going to be amazing. But I don't think you can do a show surrounded and centered on her character, on Cara Dune, yet. Because she's too, I think it's too fresh yet to do a Cara Dune series. I think she could be involved in the series and be a prominent character in the series. But I don't think you center the series around her around that character yet. I think you can do that with Katie Sackhoff in Bo-Katan. Hmm. I think you can do that with that character and surround her with other female characters. Because again, we know post Return of the Jedi, what Cara Dune said is that they did missions and, you know, they weren't really doing what she wanted to do, you know? So maybe she was involved with Mandalorians. I, I mean, who knows? Again, that's that's pure speculation. But yeah. they could build off of that though. Yeah. So you could have Cara and Bo know each other somehow. Who knows? Again, that could maybe be something that we find out in the second season. So what do, you, what do you think about all that? Yeah. Um, you know, if I think of a female centric Star Wars, there's a lot of options. There are so many options now, uh, more than there yep. ever were before. So yep. Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, F.S. Ness, Cara Dune. It's limitless right now. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, there's even new characters to create as well, too. So right. um, we'll see. Right. So a Cara Dune series sounds cool to me honestly I mean to get her background maybe a couple flashbacks of um, Mm -hmm. what it was like as a drop trooper and all that stuff would be pretty cool so uh, I don't know I agree I mean she'd be it'd be a cool series like I'd, I'd watch it for sure I just don't know if that character yet like I said, yet could be the focal point and be the center of a standalone series. It should I think be. She'd be. I think it should be. I mean, no, I mean, again, I, I'm not just like, I don't, I'm not saying it couldn't, but I don't know if, if that character's there yet. Maybe season two will push that narrative yeah. to where then they announce it and then you're like, oh, okay. But as it stands now, for me, I'm not sold on that series just yet. Yeah. I need to see I need to see more. I need to see what happens in season two. And then maybe I'm like, okay, now I'm bored. Now mm-hmm. I'm on board for sure. So you gotta give it time. Uh, but overall thoughts on the whole Katie Sackoff stuff though? Uh I think it could be a major part. I think it could be a minor part. Who knows? Maybe maybe it's not even her playing the role. Maybe it's just a voice. You don't even know. Yeah true. True. That's very true. I don't think you get her and not have her play Bo Katan though. Cause she Well you looks definitely get like her for Bo-Katan. her voice. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. No, hundred percent. But I think you get her for live action though too. Yeah. She looks exactly like Bo Katan. Yeah. Like she does. She can pull it off easily. So again, I'm excited for that to see what they do with that character. But that's not 100% confirmed. True. It's not. It's not. 
It's not, but I, I think it, I, I think you could take that one for me, that one to the bank. I I really do. Mm -hmm. I do. Because I think what, if you, if you put things together, I think if you put what she said, like I said, in that tweet a couple Mm -hmm. years ago, uh, if you listen to an interview she did um, with Collider, again, around that time frame ish, if you put things together, I think you could literally say that it's confirmed in a way. It, yeah. For me personally, I, th- I think you put pieces together. She, she, it's it's a done deal. It really is. I think she, you will definitely see her. I think, like you said though, I don't know how much. Is it just one episode? Is she going to be involved throughout the whole entire series? That's going to be the question for me. But I'm I'm excited though. It gets me gets me pumped up for sure, yeah. for sure. So um, within the more casting again. We haven't really talked about this one, but obviously Rosario Dawson, again, hot rumor that she's going to play Ahsoka. Um, it could make sense. I mean, again, if you listen to a if you listen to the interview she did with um, Ash Crossan from uh, E! Weekly. God, I can't remember the, the site, so I, pal- I apologize, Ash, if you are actually even listening to us. But she had a great interview with Rosario Dawson mm-hmm. and she flat out kind of asked her like what's going on. And Rosario was kind of... Kind of not like, hey, yeah, it's not confirmed yet, but I'm hoping it will be. So it's like she kind of confirmed maybe kind of in a sort of way that, yeah, I just can't say anything yet. So I don't know. I, I think it's happening. I, I think I think we'll get that announcement maybe soon. Who knows? Maybe that was supposed to be a whole um, Star Wars uh, celebration thing. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that would have been an announcement. But now with what's going on, maybe they got to start leaking out this stuff. So obviously people still talk about Star Wars and everything like that. So yeah. I don't know. What do you think about the whole the whole thing? Yeah, I think that one, uh, again, is still a rumor. None of this has been officially commented on by StarWars.com or Lucasfilm right. or anything like right. that. But right. um, I think she's a good fit for the role. I, I agree with you. Agreed. They probably were waiting to announce this stuff at Celebration or San Diego Comic-Con. True, uh, true. So who knows? Um, I think we'll get some more official word when we get closer to those time frames. If they're going to do right. anything kind of like virtually or, or yeah. we'll see. Yeah. We just have to wait now because I think if I, I thought I read somewhere where San Diego Comic-Con is going to try to do virtual. So that should be interesting if that if that's the case. I thought I read somewhere where that's what they're going to do. But again, maybe that's what Star Wars Celebration will be. And that, hey, that's how we do it. That's how we do it. I mean, but yeah, I, I really do think like a lot of the stuff might have came out as we got closer to that event. But now that maybe the event's kind of up in the air. Yeah. Maybe they were just ready to announce stuff. So, yeah. Um, overall thoughts, though, kind of on all this casting news from Cassian to uh, Mando season two. I mean, I'm just really excited for you to see my role and participation in Mandalorian <laughs> season two. I think everybody's going to be very uh, thrilled. Great performance by me. Can't say too Mind much. Blowing. <laughs> <laughs> Wish. <laughs> you know what? We would be we would be some Ewoks that get disintegrated. I would definitely that's, be would a Jawa. Be I would be a Jawa. I, my height is right there. That's fair. We'll be yeah. We'll be Jawas. We'll be, be Jawas. Jawas. <laughs> that's hilarious. All right. So let's get to some ask the gals questions. Nice. All right. So let's start with our good friends. 
Pizza and Parsecs. Love those two. Dave and Liv. What Dave up? Dave and Liv. All right. So Pizza Parsecs, their question is, if you could put yourself in any particular scene of any movie slash TV show, what would, it, what would it be and why? You can replace a character or just be an extra. Ooh, this is fun. Ooh. This is fun. Ooh. Um, any scene in a movie or TV show? Any scene. God, I would. Um, I have a Star Wars one and a non-Star Wars one. All right, go first. I'm still thinking okay. go first. Not, or Star Wars. I would uh, be in the trash compactor scene. Nice. I know it would be smelly, but uh, just to hang out with all of my good friends, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill, I think it would be dope. And, nice. I like that. Um, it's one of my favorite scenes, so I feel like it would be fun to participate in it. Who knows what I would be? Maybe I would be R2 off in the distance trying to stop the thing from <laughs> I <smacking>. like that. <laughs> What's your non-Star Wars one? Oh, I had a good one, and then I changed my mind. <laughs> I want it now. You got to say it. It would be from a show, really. I've always right. wanted to hang out in the Futurama world. <laughs> nice. I like it. That's yeah. a, that'd, be, that'd be interesting. Interesting. Uh, I like Brian Bender. Be they crack me up. I love their dynamic. I would love nice. to just, you know, Farnsworth, all of them. Leela, I, I would like be there it. for it. I like it. I like it. Um, okay. Put yourself in a particular scene. I would, um, oof. I was somewhere in Rebels. I'm trying to think of a Rebels scene that I could just be a bystander and watch and not have to worry. Oh, man. I, you know what? I think I would love to uh, be in the scene with Ahsoka Invader. In the, you know what? I, I'll take this. World Between Worlds. I would love to be in that with Ezra and Ahsoka. Like, that would be cool to me. That sounds like, trippy. Just, it, it does, but I think it'd be fun as, you know what, that'd be fun to be in that kind of, to be in that between time and space and all that and, to, you know, to go and maybe to be able to see all these different events that maybe have happened or haven't happened yet. I mean, that would be awesome. That'd yeah. be amazing. So I'll, I'll take that. Non-Star Wars though. See, now I'm thinking non-Star Wars. There's so much good um, stuff. Yeah. You know, okay. I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay on brand. Shit's Creek. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit's Greek. I want to see David play baseball because that was one of the greatest episodes ever. I would want to be in the stands watching that. 100%. And that's where David lived. I mean, obviously for all Shit's Creek fans, but yeah, that's particularly for David Lib because that's that's one of my favorite shows of all time. That's all right. So let's go. Let's go to our next one. Uh, we have the Radio Rebellion podcast. Their question is favorite weird creature in Star Wars. Think Borg. Uh, Borgali or yeah. Rathtar. The caretakers. The caretakers. Oh, I like that on one. Too. Oh, that's a good one. That's I could play one. one of them too, I think. I feel like if oh, I, I was go. ever needed. Yeah. Brian Johnson, if you're listening. RJ, hit us up. Uh, <laughs> let's do that. We I will could be, be caretakers. Yeah. I am short. Um, <laughs> we are both short. <laughs> um, how about creatures? You know what? Give me a loaf cat. I've been saying that. Give me a loaf cat. I got one more. It's classic. Right. What is it? Salacious crumb. <laughs> Freaking salacious crumb. <laughs> monkey lizard. Uh, the monkey lizard. Yeah. He's a, he's always a, a favorite. That's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. That's a good choice. All right. Uh, and then we have Liv. Liv from Pizza and Parsecs. She asked, if you could start one controversial conversation for everyone to argue about with no worry of repercussion, what would it be? She says, mine will always be pineapple belongs on pizza. <laughs> Liv, I love you. But you, me, are not going to agree on that, and that's okay. 
I'm I agree not with a pine- that. I'm, I'm not a pineapple on pizza girl, but hey, that's you do you. And I know, yeah, you I know you are for sure. I like it. Yeah. Um, okay. One controversial conversation for people to argue with no repercussions. Ooh, wow. That's a tough one. Um, Star Wars related, I think I might have to go with I mean again, stick on brand, Boba Fett. He's overrated. He's just overrated. I'm telling I you. I am going to ship Bo-Katan and Ahsoka. How about that? Ooh, all right. There you go. I like that. That's controversial. I like it. I got I like it. it. That's what I want. Okay, I'm waiting for it go. to happen. <laughs> I like that. I'm here for it. <laughs> She's here for it. All right. Then we have one more from our good friend, Ro. Ro Gaska, our good friend uh, at Red 5 Network and part of the Scuttlebutt podcast. He says this. What has surprised you about the world of podcasting now that you never would have thought of before? Ooh, this is a deep question. Ooh. You know, honestly, I think what has surprised me the most is just how much support everybody kind of gives one another. Not that I didn't think that was going to not be the case, mm-hmm. but it's 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 refreshing to know that other content creators and things like that like they we all support one another yeah you know we might not we might have we might have different opinions might see things very differently which is i think part of the fun of being a fan you have discussions and that's what it's all about but yeah i think that has been a surprise to me is just the support especially for i don't know why for us like i just feel like we did this just just too like we're not you know we do it for fun we like talking about star wars yeah and it's just been amazing for 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 me and i think i could probably speak for you that how much support we have gotten especially being kind of two females in a very in a very prominent in a very prominently dominated male kind of arena so it's been it's been really really fun what about you yeah i'm i'm right there with you with the support not only that but the respect that uh at least in the community that we're in i mean we see it a lot in our own red five network and and um, a lot of the other podcasts that we have crossed over on and promote as well, too. Like everybody just has a very mutual respect. And, yep. it, and it just comes down to we all love Star Wars. Um, yep. So I think that um, but really what surprises me is how knowledgeable people are on Star Wars. I mean, how far their knowledge goes Oof, back yeah. and is detailed. Um, I mean, you can just crazy. Um, and I, you know, I I just strive to be there. I just strive to be an encyclopedia of Star Wars. You and me both. <laughs> um, but, you know, I guess it doesn't surprise me, but... Um it when it does happen when you when you get into those really deep conversations with people and they can pull just so much knowledge and detail out of a character or a planet or a situation mm-hmm. or um, the history mm-hmm. of something it is sometimes mind-blowing so i i love falling into one of those experiences it's great yeah yeah it's been fun like you kind of said us being on other podcasts i've learned like i think kind of like what you're saying i've learned so much about star wars by just participating in those you know, yeah. those crossovers and things like that. So yeah, it's been been amazing. Been amazing for us. So thanks for the question, Ro. We appreciate you. Yep. Okay. So that's it, guys. That's our uh that's our show. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed our our uh casting talk of Mando and Ken. Cassian. Nice. Uh, we're both excited. We're both very excited for both shows. So um again, if you uh don't follow us, please follow us. Uh we are at 
the galactic pod on twitter um and you can find our episodes this episode and all the other episodes on apple pod google play spotify podbean and most importantly the red five network.com check us out check all the other podcasts in that network as well a lot of good stuff in there um you can follow me lauren romo at loro nose on twitter you can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R2D2Step on Twitter. And may that force be with you guys. Always. Always. Always.